there's a point where like it kind of just turned into like just swipe consistently don't even look <laughs> wait no way you were one of those people uh, uh just to give you a heads up every guy has done that multiple <laughs> don't times don't even look don't even look great bartender here who is on a rolly chair so we can just roll back and forth to the fridge but you know he's actually so much more than a bartender and i will let him tell you a bit more about himself from his own mouth sweet what's up guys i am uh nick guy Lundfeldt. i am 29 years old i currently reside in san diego california why do you I, say currently because i currently oh, well, because you might move to la god no <laughs> Because my last residence was in Carlsbad, California, and technically that does not uh, yeah, count. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. And that was, the only real San Diegans know. That's right. Not San Diego. It's not San Diego, and that was my first time not living in a San Diego area code. Yeah. So yeah, that okay. was the whole deal, and I am currently a lighting tech for Showtech uh, Productions. My dating profile—that's probably the hardest part about online dating—is the dating profile. It's horrible. You have to sell a product, basically, to other people that you believe in. And sometimes you don't believe in yourself. So mm -hmm. it's very hard to sell yourself when you're sitting in your room, <laughs> not yeah. having the best day, but still feeling like, that would be great if I had a girlfriend. That's fair. Um, I feel like not to make this about me because I want to hear what it would say. Or you can actually do what it did say. But I filled out my Hinge profile when I was like a little bit tipsy, so not drunk to where it would oh, be like I, ridiculous. Alcohol absolutely has to be involved. Yeah. If you do it sober, I think you're just a psychopath. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who tortures themselves that way? That's yeah. Crazy. It's not a job resume. No. I mean, it kind of is. It's, it's it not, is. It's more of like a. It's it's like sales. You're trying to sell yourself. You know, it's not. Totally. But I mean, I guess a job like interview is the same deal, mm -hmm. but it's horrible regardless. Yeah. So. Okay. I mean, yeah. So that being said, what did it say and or what would it say? I've had two dating profiles. I mm -hmm. had Tinder, mm -hmm. which I think everyone has sadly dove <laughs> into at some point of their single, <laughs> their single experience. Yeah. And on that, I kept it short and sweet. I think I just said something funny, but like, mm -hmm. you know. Such I, as? Oh, I couldn't tell you right now because. What? Yeah, I, I don't know. I if you did make up something, what would you say in like one sentence? Well, well, so it's like, it was phasey, right? Like, mm -hmm. so at first I think I tried to be like cute and kind of funny, you know, try to like really... What does it look like for you to try to be cute? Oh, <laughs> oh come on. Uh, I don't know, like something along the lines of like, you know, like something funny, but like not desperate, which I think everybody kind of tries to aim for. Yeah. There's the one aspect, which is like three bathing suit pics. Yeah. Like, and that's being PG of what they're actually posting. And it's basically like, come fuck me. Yeah. Or there's like the other side where it's like, uh, you know, I'm definitely, you know, 
Just looking for something serious on Tinder. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I have to push back because I, as someone who was actually on Tinder before signing up for Hinge and Bumble, like, uh -huh. years ago, everyone was like, oh my god, you, like, have so many hookups on Tinder. I, like, never hooked up with, like, had any casual hookups with anyone from Tinder. And there were two people who I dated from Tinder who were more serious, actually. They were, like, good guys. So you had two serious relationships from Tinder. Not relationships, but, I mean, not to toot my own horn, they both did want to date exclusively. I was just not as into it as they were. So it was like they weren't fuckboys, they were actually looking for a relationship and were on Tinder. That's actually kind of interesting because I feel like on the, on the female perspective, mm -hmm. I've heard from a couple uh, women that that's kind of how they handle it more of like, guys are like really actually very interested in dating mm -hmm. and the women are more like, nah. Okay, like, don't put me in the box. I'm just saying, like, women. hearing this for the first time, like, that's, cr I was actually kind of surprised to hear that because yeah. I feel like a lot of, I've heard that before, like, multiple times that, like, yeah. guys are actually really clingy and they, like, want to date. And, and the girls are actually the ones that are like, nah, we're, I'm just hitting it. We're good. Well, okay. I hey, oh, it sounds horrible. Oh, you can clarify all you want, but I mean. That's not where I was. I wasn't like, oh, I'm just on here to like find someone to have sex with. I think you were more open to the idea that you could find somebody that could turn into something serious. But yes. at the same time, if you had some fun, it's no big deal. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I know. But I wasn't like, I didn't deny them because I was like, mm, no, I'm not looking for anything. This is serious. I just like didn't like them as much as I felt like I should. But you like them enough sexually. Actually, no. We're just really diving in. We haven't even made it through the whole intro. But um, I didn't actually end up like having sex with either of them. And so for one of them, we went on a few dates. And I felt like maybe it would happen. How many is a few? I think we ended up going on five dates. That's not a few. Well, a couple is two, a few is three. <laughs> and anything more than that is dating dating. Both of these guys I met like kind of shortly after my long-term breakup. And so I remember I was not going on the apps. Finally, one of my friends like forced me to go back on. I was like, fine. So these were two of the earlier guys I'd met. So in my mind, I was like, I'm ready to meet the next person who I want to date seriously. Maybe I wasn't and like subconsciously didn't know that. But yeah, I like met him. He was like really nice, but I was just like, date three, he was like, I want to be exclusive. I'm not seeing anybody else. And I remember being like, it's date three. Like, that is really crazy. Like, What's, neither of us had ever spent the night at either of our apartments either. What was the time frame? Like, what was date three? Because sometimes date three can be mm -hmm. in the same week. Some, yeah. Sometimes it can be in three weeks. But also, I think it was like two and a half, three weeks because he lived in Westlake, which for people who are less familiar, Westlake, I don't even think is technically in Los Angeles. My radius was a lot like wider back then because it was more thinking in terms of like San Diego distance versus LA distance where to get like 25 miles can take forever. Right. So yeah, we didn't get to see each other like random weeknights all the time. I know we saw each other on two weeknights, but it had to be more like planned far in advance to get to that. So date three, he was like, yeah, I want to be exclusive. And I was like, this is a really nice guy. But I was like, do I see him as my boyfriend? I don't think so. But I was like, maybe I just need more time to get to know him. So we went on two more dates and then it kind of fizzled. Well, so, so he asked you to be exclusive. Mm -hmm. So what was your move after that? Like, did you, did you sit there and were you like, yeah, yeah, we can be exclusive just to like kind of continue. Cause like, if you say like, no, I don't want to be exclusive. You're basically saying I'm seeing other people, but like you're without, <laughs> so it's, like you yeah. basically, you had to have said like, I'm seeing other people. 
I just kind of said, I need a bit more time. Like, I think that it had been close enough to my actual breakup to say I'm not ready to be exclusive with somebody because I still need some time to figure things out for my breakup. But I really like you. You know what's funny? Mm -hmm. I was on the receiving end of that same thing. Really? Yeah. How did you take that? I took it fine because I think you have to trust what they're saying, right? Like yeah. you have to, when a person tells you something like that, it could mm -hmm. be like a real thing. Yeah. Like you can't assume that it's a bullshit excuse off the bat because mm -hmm. that's not really fair to them. Like yeah. the girl who told it to me got out of a seven year relationship wow. and I think it was three weeks before we had met up. Oh wow. Yeah. Like, that's like, pretty that's like, she's not giving herself any time to really process that. Well, so what it was is she, I was on Tinder swiping, mm -hmm. right? And she was swiping that same night. We matched like within that span. And then, you know, I, I think I, I try to send the first message in general because I know mm -hmm. like a lot of girls like really hate when the guy doesn't send the first message. Even if it's something like horribly basic, like, hi, I'm Nick. Like, how's your night going? So we started talking and I... Mm -hmm. I was also fairly new on Tinder, so I kind of just assumed I was, like, the rookie in the situation. But then she straight up just said, like, this is my first night. And I was like... Wow, really? Yeah, and I think I'd been on it for, like, That's maybe a month. Cute. Right. Which I think for, like, Tinder users, a month is not very long. Yeah. So... That's fair. So I'd been there on there for, like, a month. And then she was like, oh, this is my first night, like, my friends told me to get it, like, all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, cool, and I, I kind of know I'll how, the ropes. well, like, <laughs> no, like, 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 not even joking, yeah. that's kind of how it went, and I was like, so, uh, so how many guys have tried to show you to their, <laughs> their dick, <laughs> like, oh my God. right, like, and she's like, a couple, and I'm like, on her first night, oh, yeah, like, I, like, I'm so surprised, like, you haven't experienced that, because that's, I don't, I don't want to say I haven't experienced it. It's just like I didn't meet up with any people who were like, oh, I'm just trying to fuck. So I have this whole theory on dating apps in general. And I feel like any time you join any of the apps, they front load it with their most attractive people. Because every app I've been on, like, I've noticed it's like, wow, all the guys are so hot on this app. And then two weeks in, it's like, where did all of those guys go? You know, and then you're kind of left with, like, the same average to less than ideal guys. Right. But on Tinder, one interesting thing I noticed is that like the first two weeks or something that I joined, I had multiple people who would say things like, I'm not looking for anything serious, but do you want to come over? Or like, do you want to come hot tub? Do you like whatever? Right. And then that kind of fizzled out. So really? I'm like, wow, are all the fuckboys like front loaded on Tinder? Because maybe they assume that's what the user base is interested in. I don't know. I don't think that's true. I think like, I think... Well, there's the free and the pay version, right? Mm -hmm. So with the free version, you get like a limited amount of swipes, but it's still yeah. a shitload of swipes. It is a lot. Like yeah. I've never run out of swipes on Tinder. I don't know if there is an actual limit on yeah. on a girl's profile. Like, oh, I, you're right. Maybe there isn't. Like I know that like it's male heavy because guys are always looking to get laid. Yeah. And like I'm not saying true. women aren't, but I think it's definitely more male heavy. Mm -hmm. So I feel like. They, in order to like limit the amount of like dudes just going on an app and hoping to get laid, mm -hmm. that's why they have like the limit on the free version. Yeah. And they're like, well, if you're going to pay us, swipe away. Yeah. Right? Because I, I never had yeah. the paid version. My roommate paid for Tinder for a little bit. Okay. And he, he said it's like unlimited swipes, you get boosts, you get all this stuff that throws you to the front of the line. From the line pass. <laughs> it is. It's just like, it's, it's straight fast track or whatever they call oh it. Like, you go straight to the front of the line. Yeah. Like, it's a legit thing because when he signed up for 
whatever they call it, pro or whatever, yeah. he got matches like crazy. And it's wow. it's legitimately every time like a girl gets a free profile, a paid profile, he's one of the first people they'd see. And they're like, cool. Wow. Yeah, where it goes compared to like the thousands and thousands of other guys paying for the free app, you get lost yeah. in the shuffle. I will say one other thing about Tinder. I feel like being new to the dating apps and that being like the first app I really used, I feel like I didn't necessarily know all of like the fuckboy flags. So I would swipe on someone being like, they're attractive. And then it would be like, oh, they're just here to hook up. Whereas now I feel like I have a pretty good sense of whether or not somebody is a fuckboy or not. And like, for example, a couple of things have really um, solidified my judgment. And so there was one guy, and I was like, this guy's attractive, but he looks like a douche. And then <laughs> I said to myself, I was like, you're being so judgmental. I was like, why are you even saying that? And then I kind of got in my own head about judging people solely based on their appearance. And there was, was, it, anything... was it the six shirtless pics in a row that had you it go, like, you might be a douche? If it was that, I would have been like, no. But it was just like, I just got a vibe. I was like, something is off here. And I was like, no, like, don't judge him too harshly. I swipe right. We matched. The first message she sent me was, will you be my first black girl? And I was oh, like, Are you fucking serious. Oh, shit. I was just like, okay. Damn. And this is why you need to trust that instinct because yeah. you didn't have to deal with that if you just listened to yourself. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. What was he? Was he white? No, I think he was an Indian guy. Very interesting. <laughs> that's dark. I'm not trying to laugh at your situation, but that's that, all you can do is laugh. That's, that's like crazy. Yeah, like that's just Tinder. Like I got mm -hmm. weird messages too. You know, it's like there, there's a point where like it kind of just turned into like just swipe consistently, don't even look. <laughs> Wait, no way. You were one of those people. Just to give you a heads up, every guy has done that multiple <laughs> don't times. Don't even look. Don't even look. But then you have a bunch of undesirable it, matches. Right. Well, that's where, like I was saying, I got some weird messages, too, okay. because I think some girls are just very happy that you matched with them, yeah. and then they send you a message like, oh my god, please, like, talk to me, and you're just no like... No way. Well, yeah, it's not, like, as desperate as, like, literally, like, OMG, talk to me. But, like, but that's it's, the vibe. Yeah, like, you get, like, a message, like, two seconds later, and you're like, how is this possible? Oh it's almost, like, bot-worthy, or, like, yeah. you think she's not real, but then, like... But then you look at the profile, and you're like, that's not a bot. That's, yeah, it's not a bot, like... Nobody would make that. It's, yeah. <laughs> so mean. It's it's mean, but it's true. I don't know. No. I'm like, really laughing. It, I'm not judging you. Yeah, it's, it's not even judging me. It's just the realism of the situation. And like like, hate to break it to the wide world of internet folks listening right now. Guys legitimately will like watch a sh TV show and just swipe, and they won't even look at their phone. And if they get a match, they hit the not now like with their other finger, and they just keep going mm -hmm. until they get the notification that they have no more swipes. Okay, so I have a juicy tidbit from Denzel, and Denzel is the first podcast episode. Basically, he has intel from someone who works in the tech industry that if you do that, you get labeled as a low-quality user. So it's actually not in guys' best interest to just swipe endlessly because the algorithm is determining like your attractiveness based on are you just swiping on everyone or are you being more selective. Of the people who you swipe right on, like what percentage of those people are also swiping right on you. Gotcha. So it does actually behoove you, at least from a guy's perspective, to be more selective because then the app might say like, oh, this is just somebody who isn't on the app to use bachelor lingo for the right reasons. Right. Well, to be fair, that's a great idea and they should have figured that out a long time ago, but like, did he ever say which app specifically it was? No. 
So like maybe one app, because I can honestly say in my limited time with Hinge, mm -hmm. my other roommate, he was on Hinge, he did the free version. I paid for it. Mm -hmm. First time I paid for a dating app. Mm -hmm. I was getting significantly better, I guess, selection. That what? sounds that sounds horrible. That sounds like I'm at a grocery store, no, like running I down the aisle, that. like, hmm, that yeah. one. So, okay, first of all, I want to congratulate you because you've had the longest intro. We just kind of dove in and <laughs> talking about things when I never even got to hear about your dating profile. Should I give up or I'm just going to pro one more time to see what it would say? <laughs> okay, so if we're going back to the dating profile, I always listed my height because I felt like I, swiping through so many times, I saw that girls were like, if you're five, seven or shorter, I'm not interested. Really? They really say that? I could go through and probably within my first 10 swipes, you'll see it multiple times. That's so fascinating. I mean, it's it's just what they're looking for. I mean, that's what made Hinge different is you could yeah. enter the height you wanted. Although, you can't do that if you have the free version. And they used to have it for the free version, but they don't have it anymore. I did the free version for a night. Mm -hmm. So what happened was I joined Hinge, mm -hmm. right? And then the first night I got a couple uh, likes. And you know how it works for yeah. like you can see their profile for mm -hmm. a second. Yes. So I saw this girl and mm -hmm. I was like, oh, she's pretty cute. I'd yeah. like to like send her a message, but like, I don't really have anything to say right now. I'll come back to it. So on the free version, you can only see like the most recent like you have on the male yep. side. Yep. And right. on the female side as well. So you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that cute girl that I saw, I was like, where did she go? And I'm like looking and I'm like, and at this point, well, at this point I have like three question marks. Like, so now I've gotten like four likes Wow. and I'm like, she's brag. like, well, <laughs> I don't think that's very humble. <laughs> like I'm yeah, sure. Humble, yeah. Like I know there's plenty of people who can get like 10 in a night, mm -hmm. you know, and, and like, that's like nothing for them. But yeah, I wanted to like say a message to her. Like I liked her profile and I was like, I'd like to respond, but now I can't because I have the free version. And then I read that like if I buy it and it's not that expensive, so I bought it. And then I got to send a message. Yeah. We talked for like a week, never met up. The the like location thing yeah. was fucked up. She was actually in Long Beach. Oh shit. Yeah, and I don't really do well with distance. Wow. Which I'm sure we will get into we in a minute. Get into but yeah, I don't. God, I feel okay. I feel like I have literally so many things to respond to. First being, why didn't you reply to her profile initially if you liked her? I think with online dating, you have to separate yourself from the other, you know, hundreds of thousands of dudes that are like sitting in their room, just like super horny, just trying to like get mm -hmm. a match. Yeah. You have to say something creative. Yeah. And like, I'm not a dad joke person. Mm -hmm. I, I like some dad jokes make me laugh. I'm not like perfect. Mm -hmm. I like, I still think like to this day, they stole all those jokes from the popsicle guy <laughs> on the popsicle stick. Because I know other guys are sending dad jokes. So that's I feel true. like that's almost as basic as just saying hello. So I think I just was like, well, if this is how this app is going to go, I yeah. would like to present myself in a way that's not, I am Nick. You, you know what I mean? Like we had solid conversation, which I guess same deal. If now I'm the guy in my room who's lonely and bored, at least it's something to do instead oh, of like, I don't know, watching another Netflix show or something. I know it is nice when you can get that good conversation because it's not always super common. Right. Some and people uh, are really horrible conversationalists. Horrible. Yeah. And, and I think like sometimes the worst part is when it does go really well. Mm -hmm. It's not like this is it. It's just like, let's see what she's got in person. Yeah, yeah, 
You were, like, excited to see where it goes once you meet up. Right. Like, she doesn't seem overly desperate, but she also seems like she's cool. Like, it's a fair balance of, like, things you're looking for. I would like to say this based on the dating profile thing, which I think I was originally getting to, is at first I kind of tried to do that cute, creative, like, funny, like, I'm different, but, like... I'm different. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But eventually, when, like, you've tried this online dating thing for, like, months... You're kind of like, well, my profile isn't working. What do I put now? And then you get real. And I started to put stuff that was like, yeah. Like what? On Hinge, towards like the end of my my Hinge uh, subscription, I think I just put like, I'm sorry if you don't understand who I really am in these three bullshit questions. <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's like kind of the reaction I'm looking for because yeah. as you just laughed right now, mm-hmm. You kind of understand what I'm going through because as cool as it is for like these three questions to show a uniqueness more than like Tinder, which is like, here's 160 characters, try mm-hmm. and sell yourself. Yeah. Like at least like they gave you like a foundation. A point. Yeah. Yes. Like an outline. Yeah. And at, at like a certain point I started seeing how basic girls were on this, yeah. on Hinge. It's yeah. horrible. Like, I don't know if you've gone on a male profile and seen how... I haven't, but I feel like I've heard the same tropes. Which is... So, like, one thing being, like, all I want is for you to, that being the prompt, then it's like, feed me tacos and tell me I'm pretty. Oh. That, you know, the first 20 times I saw that, they got me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, straight up, that's dream date material for me. Yeah, but because no, there's literally just saying that. Those girls probably don't even eat tacos. I know. They don't look like they eat tacos no, either. There's They're no just, way they do. It's horrible. They're straight bullshitting. Because there is nothing I love more than going and getting Mexican food, coming yeah. home and watching a movie. Yeah. It's great. No, those girls are not into that. It's a trap. Yeah, I literally said, don't hate me if I don't give you enough details about myself in three random questions and six pictures. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'll tell you whatever you want to know over dinner and or drinks. Oh, I like that. Right. That's a great answer. Yeah. You know how many dates I got off of that? A lot. Zero. Oh, what? Yep. <laughs> oh, I didn't expect yeah. that. Yeah. Real doesn't work. They wow. want they want dad jokes or puppy pictures. Girls are real big on dogs, apparently. Girls are big on dogs, but it's like, I don't know. A lot of times the dog in the profile isn't even the guys, so... Yeah. I have, like, a cute video with a husky puppy. It's adorable. It'll, like... What husky puppy? Uh, my friend got a husky puppy, like, a year ago. I went up and saw him recently first or second time i've seen the dog since it was like initially a puppy Mm -hmm. this dog starts like playing with me like immediately we're having a great time it's like gnawing on my arm like trying to get to the bone i don't even care it's so yeah trying to get to the bone it's so adorable i don't even care (laughs) Uh, okay so skipping ahead what was the last date you went on out of curiosity i've tried to date exclusively off an app which Mm -hmm. i think is like what i was trying to touch on before we got sidetracked earlier where i was Mm -hmm. saying I got that line from a, a woman saying like, yeah, I'm not really into being like exclusive. But honestly, like I was fine with it. Yeah. I wasn't dying to be exclusive. I didn't even like really technically ask to be exclusive. She just got the oh. vibe I wanted to be. So she jumped the gun. Yeah, she kind of jumped the gun. Like, I'm not trying to be exclusive. And I was like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, you're still gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and she's like, no, no, I don't think you're getting it. You're getting kind yeah. of like, emotional she's like, like i see those hearts in your eyes yeah i'm like I, i'm not really doing that like yeah. i just thought you'd appreciate a compliment but whatever Aww. it's cool yeah and yeah so like we, we yeah so i've definitely been on the other side of that combo that we talked about earlier 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that whole part of the conversation made me sound like a jerk and like a fuck girl. <laughs> I don't think so. I think everybody has like needs and that they enjoy feeling wanted. You know, and I think I think even like people getting matches, you know what? I think when people get a match on Tinder and they mm-hmm. ghost the person, like don't even send a message at all. I think they just enjoyed getting the like. Totally. And maybe that's enough for them to like get through that moment and Yeah. Like Yeah. Like totally. you're it's on like work. A hit. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Like yeah. you're sitting at work at three o'clock and you're like, Fuck this day sucks. Let me go on Tinder and feel better and like you yeah. go through and you're like, Oh, cute chick wants to match what up never sending you a message yeah because one larger issue of dating apps in general like i could go on whole diatribe about this i'm sure everyone could yeah it's pretty crazy to think about how much of it is validation versus an actual desire for a genuine connection right i I think some people are trying very hard like they're willing Mm -hmm. to put time and effort into their profile Mm -hmm. and they'll put money into it and they'll do all these things and other people get on it for free and they're like who wants to fuck? And it's also interesting because you can see the types of profiles that are not putting any effort in. And I feel like, interestingly enough, as Hinge becomes more popular and more mainstream, I've seen some of like the lower quality profiles from Tinder seep into Hinge. Whereas I feel like Hinge kind of corrects for that in a sense because it gives prompts. So unlike with Tinder, where it's like you can just put your Instagram handle or you can put nothing and right. it's fine. It looks a lot weirder if you don't put anything on a hinge prompt. But I have seen a couple of profiles where it's like, oh, you just like wrote some bullshit here and then you only have one picture. Right. And I feel like that's not what hinge started as and like some There's, people don't care. So some of my favorite hinge profiles were the ones that basically uh, shit on the apps like foundation, their outline, where they were basically saying that tacos were their favorite things. Like their questions would essentially say every answer their favorite things was tacos mm-hmm. whereas some people are going on this app taking it very seriously like they're trying to yeah. find somebody to connect with and meanwhile you go on there and it's like don't hate me if i love tacos too mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. my ideal fake sick day is in bed with a taco, with taco. Yeah. a life goal of mine is to have a taco waiting for me every day i wake up you know, they're just, they're making fun of the app. They're not taking it seriously, whereas some people, you know, including myself for a little bit of time, was like, just trying to find something, something legitimate. And it's, and for an introverted person like me, it's very hard because I'm not a social person. I don't want to go to the bars every night. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that has to do with having female friends that are like, I went to a bar and I cannot stand getting hit on by guys because like I'm in a group of three girls and they just come on and they start grinding on your shoulder and they're like, let me buy you. your shoulder. You're just literally saying that because a dog peed on your shoulder this week. The reason I'm going into that is because I've heard from multiple women how they do not enjoy getting hit on at bars. No, fuck that. Fuck that. I, I highly disagree. I'm sorry. I know you've heard that, but I hate girls who are like that. And I'm, I'm not trying to shit on your friends. I apologize. I don't say I hate no, girls shit who on are them. like that. Shit on them, please. Fuck them. Fuck but them all. I will just say, I feel like when girls are so unnecessarily rude to guys who come up to them, that is why guys are like, well, fuck that. I'm not going to approach girls in public. Whereas for me, I would much rather meet someone in public. I feel like there's so many dates that I go on and I'm like, was this the worst thing in the world? 
No. Was it entirely mediocre and I never want to see them again? Yes. So I would rather meet someone in person. I'm already out. I'm already dressed up. I'm already ready. And I can have like three or four mini dates before I decide to go on a real date right. on a weeknight when I would rather go home and cook myself dinner and like change into my sweatpants. I'm going on a diatribe. I'm like four beers in. Just peek behind the curtain. But I really do think that it's messed up when people shit on someone who comes up to them. If they're a creep and they're really ridiculous, then yeah, sure, don't give that guy positive feedback or positive attention. But I think it's really brave to approach someone in person. And if someone is being respectful about it, then you shouldn't make them feel less than because they approached you and your group of friends just because you weren't attracted to them. I think it's worth giving them the time of day and speaking to them so that they don't then feel discouraged from approaching women in the rest of their dating life. I don't know. I no, feel very I think you're, I think that. you're totally on point. That's that's very fair. But I think in the moment, the other women that you speak of that are very rude, they're not really thinking about the guy's feelings, or the they're not really thinking about anybody else but themselves. Like they're out, they're trying to have a good time. They want to mm-hmm. shake their ass. They don't want anything besides that. But I think it's not even necessarily as simple as that. I think that when women complain about that, a lot of the time they're upset that the man who came up to them isn't the man who they're attracted to. That's very interesting. I feel like if it were a guy who they thought was super hot, they would never be like, ew, I can't believe you approached Right, me like if girlfriends. Ryan Reynolds rolls up deep like, yeah. ayo girl. Even and if it's not a good line. Yeah, if you could just say something just, some leeway. Yeah, just straight disrespectful. Like, mm-hmm. I want to, you know, tongue punch that fart box okay if ryan <laughs> hey if ryan reynolds is saying it you're probably like well hey tell me more it's <laughs> like if you're like oh my god you're right. so bad yeah Versus you're so if it funny were like an unattractive guy i'd be like oh my yeah like they're god. calling the cops yeah. yeah yeah it's really a thing i totally agree i think there's also the level of confidence that the guy presents to begin with yeah. i think if a guy shows up even if he's just a rude piece of shit but he's just confident about how much like shit he's presenting it's kind of attractive it is which is fucked up and ladies we like need to do better but i don't know that's also biological so that's a lot to work through Uh, yeah it's it's natural like i think Mm -hmm. for anybody if somebody just comes up thinking they're the shit they make you feel like i want to feel like that like i want a part of this lifestyle Mm -hmm. Like, what is attractive about a confident guy? A guy that just rolls up like, I am the shit. I fucking run this place. Like, what is it? Like, if what? I'm getting super nerdy, so I was a biology major in college, and my favorite unit was evolutionary biology. I feel like the attractive part of that is that someone who's confident feels like someone who can protect you and who can provide for you. And do not come for me. That is not me saying that women need protecting or need someone to provide for them. I'm just saying from a biological perspective, if you're looking at evolutionarily what makes confidence attractive, I feel like that's a large part of it. Okay, so explain this one to me then. I'll give you a hypothetical. Let's say the guy is shorter than you, smaller than you, right? Just weighs like 80 pounds soaking wet, but he rolls in just thinking he's just (laughs) like... Yeah, just like the biggest dude in the fucking game just runs the fucking town. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting here saying that because he presents this confident front, like he can just protect the living shit out of you. Even though realistically, if fucking Debo rolls up on his bicycle, Debo, just to put it into like a cinematic perspective, is mm-hmm. just like this gigantic man. So that's what I'm saying is like this guy rolls up 
he's shorter than you, smaller than you, but he just has this confidence of like a Debo. Mm -hmm. Like, well, but but at the same time, if like this Debo sized character rolls up, like actually the size of Debo, are you gonna feel protected? It depends. I don't know. I mean, the only time I was gonna say, oh, I've never been with a guy and then had other guys try and fight us. That isn't true. One time it happened actually, so it was in college. We were walking home and he was pretty drunk. I think I was drunk too, but it was one of those things where if someone else is more drunk than you and a dire scenario comes up, I feel like the less drunk person is able to like have the adrenaline take over and take themselves out of the drunkenness. And that's what I felt at least. So we're walking home. I'm not gonna repeat what was said, but he said some asshole comment to these guys that were walking on the same street with us. Wow. And they all started to yell at him. It was three of them and then just him and me. And they started to push him. It started to be a fight. And I remember, this is gonna make me sound fucking crazy, but that week I'd had a dream that he died. I literally had a dream that he died, and I don't remember why he died, but I just remember in my dream that was the main thing. So you had a dream that he died later Pre that... this. Oh, Pre before this that? Engagement. Yeah, pre oh, this shit. altercation. So I was drunk, and I was like, wow, it's three of them. They're rightfully pissed off. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, he doesn't stand a chance. And I started to cry. <laughs> and they were all really upset at him but not so upset that they didn't notice me crying and they're like, oh my God, she's crying. And they're like, why are you crying? And I was like, I just, I don't even know what I said. So I was drunk, but I was just like, I just don't want you to hurt him, blah, blah, blah. Right. And eventually they're like, tell him to stop being such an asshole and they left. And so it was really funny because it's like, in that sense, I was the weakest I could have been. And I feel like that actually saved him from getting his ass kicked. Right, exactly. And that's kind of like to my whole point where like, he couldn't do a damn thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like he can, he can present this whole front, like he's gonna be this big badass that's gonna save the day. Mm -hmm. But realistically, there's situations that any man put in. Muhammad Ali, Conor McGregor, mm -hmm. you know, three on one, four on one. They're gonna have a bad time. It doesn't matter. And yeah, and you can feel safe. Maybe he makes you feel comfortable. But and that is interesting because he was a pretty confident person too. Right, until but. that night when you were like breaking down crying because you realized if... He's going to die. Yeah, he was going to get American History yeah. X straight there, just straight like, bite the curb. Honestly, do you get, do you get International that Women's Day. In, I haven't seen that either. You haven't seen America's going to gloss over it. Are you kidding me? I knew you were trying to avoid it too when you were like just going into International Women's Day. By the way, which has been shortened by an hour. Okay, you don't act like you didn't find that on Twitter by a woman. Who I, I don't have a Twitter. I have a Facebook. I'm oh, old. Facebook. Anyways. <laughs> this whole you glossed. You haven't seen this. American History X. No. There's okay. a, you know there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. But that's... Oh, everybody's seen that. Okay, for the people that are listening, as soon as we are done filming this, I'm going to show her what bite the curb means. Not <laughs> no. literally. Not literally. Oh my God, please help. <laughs> <laughs> not literally. I'm not I know enough to know that that's not good. <laughs> not not literally, you sick sons of bitches. <laughs> I am gonna I will YouTube it like a normal millennial that I do not I'm identify sure. as. The voice changes on I'm gonna show her what right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, 
you mentioned that you identify as an introvert. Yeah, absolutely. So what does that mean to you? Because I feel like it means different things to different people. I have my own definition, which I would like to share after you share your own definition. <clears throat> I would prefer if you shared it before, actually. Why? Because it's easier for me to compare and contrast than just give you a blank definition of how I feel in social situations. Okay, well, I think the official definition is what I would like to go off of because I'm an only child, and that's relevant because I feel like as a result of being an only child, I'm fine being in situations by myself. I'll go to the beach alone. I'll go to eat by myself. I'll go to movies by myself. There are a lot of people who can't do that. So for a while, I thought of myself as being a mix between an introvert and an extrovert because I love social situations, but I'm also fine doing things on my own. Sure. However, what I learned in the past year or two years is that the actual definition or distinguishing factor between being an introvert and an extrovert is that an introvert recharges or gets more energy by being alone. Whereas an extrovert gets more energy from being in group situations. And after I learned that, I was like, my whole life makes so much more sense. Because there'll be times where I'll meet one person and I'm like, this is fine. I don't think I'm an awkward person and this is horrible. But I do so much better if you throw me in a big group situation. And I feel like I thrive in those. And I really do feel myself like getting more energy from those. So going back... Because of that knowledge, I would say my definition of an introvert is someone who is drained by group situations and can only like really recharge their energy when they're alone and have time by themselves. Gotcha. Yeah. So what makes me introverted is I'm very comfortable alone. Mm -hmm. I can go for very long periods of time not talking to people. Mm -hmm. That has a lot to do with my upbringing. Even though I had a brother, my mm -hmm. brother and I were not close. Mm -hmm. We spent a lot of time apart from each other mm -hmm. and it may have been a room next door, but we were not like going out and playing basketball together mm -hmm. or we had a pool. We never swam together. We had multiple things within the household yeah. and we did not do them together. Yeah. Uh, we each had our own PlayStation because we could not stand to share with oh. each other. Yeah. Even after Nate moved out, my brother, we decided that staying inside was just, it was my thing. I, mm. It was totally comfortable. I, I don't need a big space. I just need my space. Yeah. I need privacy. I need... Can I ask you? Yeah. Do you think that's because he is also an introvert? Or do you think that's because your personalities clashed? Or why, what was the reason? I think Nate is an extrovert. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Nate used to go down to Mexico and party... As soon as he hit 18, mm -hmm. I never did any of that. Yeah. The first time I went to Mexico was for Will's wedding. Mm -hmm. He would go to house parties more than me. Mm -hmm. Though I rarely went to parties. My social outings, just in general, were always very small. I guess I'm curious because it's interesting to see, oh, I'm an extrovert from my only child standpoint. And I feel like a large part of that was like... Yes, I can be alone, but my this desperate desire to be around other people because I'm just around my parents all day and it gets old. I'm curious as to why you think maybe your parents raised one introvert and one extrovert. Do you have any thoughts as to why one of you turned out one way versus the other? I believe that I was more respectful of my mom's rules, mm -hmm. which were the typical parental rules, which were like, don't drink until you're 21, be a well-behaved kid, you know, don't get in trouble. The worst thing I did when I was underage was 
like doing donuts in our old high school parking lot. <laughs> and I, I smoked weed literally under 10 times. Yeah. Which some people might hear 10 times and be like, oh my God. But, but that's Southern like California, a. California, that's literally nothing. Yeah, yeah. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. That's like an embarrassing amount yeah. where like people are like, you didn't even smoke weed. And, and yeah, it's, whereas like, I can't speak on my brother. I don't know what he's done. I don't have his number written down in a, in a but I don't journal. But being an introvert or extrovert is about being like a rule follower. I think it is. Cause I think most parents, I def- disagree. I think they have a guideline that they want their kids to follow. They don't want their kids to go out and party and be wild I animals. I was the same way. I don't think that like the amount of times you like. I, deal it's, in illicit substances. It's not just dealing. It. It's it's more about just like rule breaking in general. Like but I just being think being an extrovert isn't breaking the rules. I think being an extrovert has to do with being willing to just just go out and like push boundaries, whereas like an introvert is just more comfortable in the zone they're in. Mm-hmm. Whereas I have the specific set guideline. It's like a mm-hmm. the guideline is basically a box, yeah. right? So I'm sitting here being told I shouldn't do this, I shouldn't do that, and I'm trying my best. To stay within that box because I don't want to, I don't want to piss anybody off. I don't want to, you know, upset anybody. I just want to like just do what I'm supposed to do and just move forward. Whereas I feel like an extrovert is more willing to take that box and start punching outsides of it and trying to see what they can get away with, and just, and really like pushing boundaries, like just taking more risks and like seeing what they can get away with, and then being in more social situations that put them in. I don't. I just. I just feel like that's just what like defines us as two different people. Whereas like I was very comfortable just like staying in my box. I didn't want to go outside of that box. I was very cool with it. Like, yeah. like I was happy. I, I found things within my range of like allowed uh, dimensions. Okay, I'm gonna push back again, and maybe this is kind of going <laughs> towards your point of like I'm not staying in my box. I'm pushing outside of it. But I feel like I also stayed within a certain box. So, for example, I really cared about my grades in high school. And so there were certain things that I wouldn't do because I knew it would jeopardize my performance in my academics or in sports or whatever. And I was like, well, I'm supposed to go to college. I want to go to a good college. So I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize that. Sure. But I feel like the difference maybe, based on what you're describing and what I've experienced between an introvert and an extrovert, is that extroverts have maybe like a wider degree of expectations that they're willing to fit within, and introverts have a more limited range of expectations they're willing to fit inside for themselves. I don't know. I don't think the introverted, extroverted thing really begins until your teens, until you start to develop. You kind of become your own person as a teenager. You're, I, I really like don't feel like I became my own person until I was teenager, like late teens. I just felt like I was following a set of rules mm-hmm. and just trying to get through. And I feel like with with myself, I had like a specific set of rules I was trying to follow, and. I tried my best to follow them, even when I did drink. A lot of the nights I would get a hold of my mom and be like, hey, like, I'm doing this. This is what I'm doing. Wow, you had a cool mom. I did not have a cool mom. (laughs) If I had had a cool mom, there would have been a lot of parties at my old house. Okay, I'll tell you, and apparently the rest of the internet, (laughs) a story about the first time I had a beer. Yes. 
So the first time I had a beer, my friends came over mm-hmm. and they wanted to hang out at a park nearby my house in Pacific Beach. Mm-hmm. That was Kate Sessions Park. Oh, wow. um, late at night. A so, lot went down at Kate Sessions. That is, we'll get to that, trust me, because I have no idea what she means, because I went there one time, and this is the one time I'm talking about. Um, anyways, so we go to Kate Sessions Park, we're all hanging out, they're having beers, they're smoking weed, they're doing their thing, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of hanging out, because at the time, I don't drink, I don't smoke, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, would you like a beer? And I'm like, oh, I don't really think I should, and they're like, mm-hmm. you're not driving, like, we'll take you home after this. Yeah. Like, come on, just try it. Come on, party. Yeah, so they give me one Budweiser. Yeah. Which, at the time, I'm probably like a six foot, 170 guy. So one Budweiser should have zero effect on yeah. me. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> so I drink this. I drink it very quickly. And I thought it was terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, light beer still tastes terrible. There's a reason why hazy IPAs and just any kind of IPAs that isn't Coors Light, Miller Light, Budweiser. Sorry, you're not getting sponsored by these people. <laughs> yeah, just show over them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck them all. <laughs> it's not like they own most of the craft beer companies. These right, days. I'm definitely getting edited for that part. But anyways, we, you know, I'm drinking this beer. I'm like, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And then we're driving home and we come to a red light and a car runs the red light. And I'm like sitting here like, is this real? Is this fucking, am I drunk right now? I don't know what's going on. And yeah, so that happens. And we're like three blocks from my house. So now I'm nervous that I'm drunk. Mm -hmm. I've never been drunk. Mm -hmm. I hop my fence because I don't have a key at this time. Mm -hmm. And there's a way you can punch on the window of my old house and you can pop out the window lock. You slide it over and you crawl in the window. Oh, wow. Could probably still do it today. Yeah. Nobody in my family lives there, and I'm not doing so, it. Not <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you want to rob... The addresses. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so I pop... I'm trying to pop off the window, and this is the one time that it has not worked. Mm-hmm. And, and the multiple times I tried to pop open this window, it did not work. Yeah. So I call my mom on her cell phone, and it's probably like midnight... Mm-hmm. And this is way too late for her. And she's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm in the backyard. I'm locked out. And I'm now so nervous that my breath smells like beer that I reach over (laughs) to the pool. Oh, I forgot about this. I haven't heard this. And and I I take a nice little scoop of chlorine-filled pool water. And I squirrel it around like Listerine. And I spit it out. so insane. Desperate times. Desperate times. And she comes to the door. Um, for the listeners who are under 21, don't try this at home, please. Yeah, don't, because chlorine tastes horrible. Anyways, so she, she opens the door and she goes, why are you in the backyard? And I'm like, because I forgot my key and I can sneak in this way. And she's like, stop being weird. Stop being weird. Yeah, something along the lines of that. And I'm like, sorry. And I like run to my room trying to avoid breathing on her. But that's like, that's my version of an introvert being so worried about breaking rules and going outside of a comfort zone. I don't go out. I lived in PV until I was 25 and I probably went out there five times. I feel like we have a different view of what causes it, but I feel like in terms of how it manifests itself, we're kind of in agreement. But I want to talk about what it was like to live in PV and not go out there. And so for people who are less familiar... PB, it's Pacific Beach in San Diego. It's where every bro who 
who you could ever imagine goes. Yeah, if you turn 21, the first place you go is PB. For, yeah. I would say 80%, yeah. maybe higher. So imagine most of my friends turning 21, and I live down there. Mm-hmm. And for uh, the audience's knowledge, I had a fairly significantly large house, mm-hmm. which had plenty of guest space for, you know, those people who might have gone to the bar and had a little too much to drink. I had a whole pool house. I had a whole pool house in the back with two couches. I had multiple people sleep there many times. Being an introvert, I did not go out very often. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many times my phone rang at bar closing time, one in the morning, two in the morning, closing asking time. for a ride. And again, this is before Uber, like Leslie yep. said, became a huge thing. So guess who was Uber? It was me. That's so fucked up. So I would get I would get calls at one in the morning, two in the morning from people who I considered friends asking, Hey man, like you live down here, right? And be like, Yeah, man, I'm sleeping, but like what's up? Do not disturb on Do Not Disturb wasn't a thing yet. None of this was a thing. (sighs) They had barely figured out airplane mode. Anyways, so I go and I pick them up and I drive them all the way to some form of Claremont, University City one of the one of the neighborhoods that was very familiarized. And it makes me mad to hear about that. <laughs> yeah, and and I was so nice. My price was a Viarda, either a burrito or carne asada fries, depending on how hungry I felt after waking up at one in the morning to a phone call from drunk friends who, remember, did not invite me to go out, but had no problem calling me See, when I they needed. See, I didn't think about that. I thought they invited you, and you were just like, "No, I'm not interested." No. It was more of a, hey, so I'm out by your house, pretty fucked up, having a great time. Would you like to wake up and take me home? And and just to make your sure... Your friends were fuckboys. Like, you would fuckboy oh. friends. Oh, yeah, I had horrible friends. That's why I was telling you earlier off the air, mm-hmm. I don't hang out with any of them anymore. I have moved on as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the life of an introvert who lives in PV... They care about people. They just, you know, they just want to stay in their own zone. They just want to feel comfortable. They don't want to really push limits or boundaries. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of missed opportunities dating-wise when you don't go out for months at a time. So the alleged five times that you did go out, what were the occasions that drew you out to go in TV? Okay. Um, off the top of my head, one of them... My friend went to college on the East Coast, one of my closest friends from high school. He joined a frat out on the East Coast. He was the quietest, nicest kid you could imagine in high school. And if I consider myself an introvert, he was an introvert squared. Yeah. Like he was, and he grew up in a very interesting situation. He had some very brutal parents. His dad was very tough on him. His mom was... Uh, very submissive to his dad. Anyways, he went out to college on the East Coast. He joined a frat. And he's having a great time. He decides to come home on a random break. And him and his buddy decide to hit me up. And we're like, we're going to go to PB. We're all legal at this point. Mm-hmm. Because per my earlier ramble, I did not drink much underage. And this is probably my first time, I think, out in PB. Yeah. And it... I, being introverted, I don't start conversations with people. Mm-hmm. I don't go into other people's spaces mm-hmm. knowing how much I don't want my space to be invaded. Yeah. 
So I go and buy us three drinks, and mm-hmm. by the time I've bought him three drinks, uh, or bought us three drinks, excuse me, we come back to the table, and there is a table full of girls. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> There's five girls at the table with us, and going from the introverted, shy person that I am, it turned into, what the fuck is going on Ooh. now? So, so really, the only option at this point is to drink. <laughs> like all these things are for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys each pitch one, and uh, I get the three left over. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely did not go like that. No, I was talking the drinks, not the girls. Oh you yeah. Perv. Oh yeah, I'm the perv. <laughs> well, so anyways, we come back to this table full of girls, mm-hmm. or I do after I buy all these drinks, mm-hmm. and. I'm now like kind of overwhelmed, but uh, the the one good thing I can say about my introvertedness mm-hmm. is that when I do get put in a situation like that, I don't just like fall over and crumble yeah. and and yeah. you know like go into like a fucking coma. Yeah, I can kind of like adapt. Yeah, like I may not like lead a conversation, but I can kind of like roll with whatever's going totally. on. Mm-hmm. Part of me has always felt like maybe I'm not totally introvert. I'm like somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But I'm yeah. definitely not fucking. So. I'm definitely not extrovert. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm shocked I even got him to come on this podcast. Right. Yeah. yeah alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we're all hanging out and it kind of turns into the, like this whole thing where like uh, his buddy has kind of picked a girl. And at this point, I have not really done anything well you still have what three girls left to pick from like yes. we're fucking apples on the tree yeah very very uh sounds very horrible when you place it like that but at this point i'm really not even i'm not trying to pick a girl i'm just mm-hmm. kind of just trying to get through the night because mm-hmm. this is not a very comfortable situation for me mm-hmm. you know i'm just trying to like have a general conversation and you know just try to get by mm-hmm. but then alcohol kicks in Right, if I can get you, because you know they start wanting shots and they start asking for you know. Next thing you know, we're doing Jaeger bombs for the for oh, my God. first Jaeger time. Bombs? Oh, we got. How old were you? I had to have been twenty one or twenty two. Okay, that checks out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we were absolutely schmammered. It just kept getting worse and worse, and I'm not proud of this story. So we're we're strolling towards the water because. Somebody screamed out, typical 21, 22-year-old style, let's go to the beach! Mm-hmm. And we're headed towards the beach, and one of the other girls peeled off because she was getting too drunk, so Aww. now, yeah, so now there's like two more. <laughs> well, I mean, it's fair. You're probably the most responsible one out of all of us, mm-hmm. considering what happens next. Oh, <laughs> so we're walking towards the beach, and we get there, and then somebody's like, I want to go in the water. Oh, no. <laughs> and... None of us are wearing swimsuits. Let's just put it like that. Interesting. Yeah. So we get down to the beach and we're all kind of sitting around and the same girl is dead set on drowning in the Pacific Ocean at, you know, one in the morning. You know, typical PB style. And, you know, she runs out there. And so now my, my extroverted side that, you know, is buried very deeply is like... Mm -hmm. I'm gonna run the fucking ocean too. Like, wow. I don't want to be the one sitting on the beach. My gosh. So she. Dr. Jekyll is out. Yeah, it, it sometimes it feels like that, and as you know, when we went to Mexico. Yes. Yes, we'll I have there. to. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. One day. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tap into some 
there's some shit to pull that guy out, but when he comes out, it's a fucking problem. He's out. Yeah, <laughs> he's fucking going nuts. International incidents. Well, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Dale. <laughs> <laughs> so we, so she books it in the ocean. And this is the one that friend has taken a liking to. Oh, and why I, didn't he go out after her? He didn't want to. Okay. Yeah, he was very comfortable sitting in the beach. Chivalry is dead. <laughs> yeah, right? He should have clearly opened the way for her to let her... I mean, if you're trying to hook up with her, you can't do that if she's dead. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> you no, know, I was going to make a joke and I would help, but then you didn't. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> so so she runs out and I'm like, yeah, you know, fuck it. You know, I'm pretty drunk. Like, let's just fucking go for it. So mm-hmm. I run out there. Right, so we were the only two who decided to take the, uh, I should say, West Coast Polar Bear Plunge. Yeah. We're talking. It's, it's below 60. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, 60 and below. Uh-huh. So we're out in the water and, you know, we're like, we're very close because, you know, we're the only people in the ocean and oh, we're yeah. like trying not to die. Oh, that's why. Yeah. And then it turned into somehow, I cannot tell you how this moment, alcohol. <laughs> shaking my head already. <laughs> yeah, just turns into a full blown makeout session in the middle of the ocean. That's pretty hot though. It's like you're about to die. It's so cold. The only way you can stay warm is if you're like with this other person. Right. That's pretty hot. I I mean I thought so at the time too. So what happened? So the last part, we come back in from the makeout sesh, mm-hmm. right? And she comes in first. I'm still trying to you know figure out how to manage Fight my way bummer. in. <laughs> it was so cold. If we're going to get that real in this podcast right now, there was no boner because it was so fucking cold. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we work our way back in to the beach and she goes back with the other dude. And they, what? <laughs> no. They make their way back. Like, Wait, no way. Yeah, swear to you. They go back under the pier. That's fucked up. He didn't even come to save her. <laughs> they go they go under the pier. And at this point, I'm freezing cold. I'm in my boxers. You got pneumonia for this girl almost, and she didn't even make out with you outside the ocean. Yeah, pneumonia. It's, it's oh, almost as bad as corona. That's so annoying. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was unreal. At this point, I don't really care mm-hmm. because I've made out with a girl and I'm like, yeah, it's good enough for a night. <laughs> it's too cold for a boner anyway. Yeah, yeah, freezing fucking cold. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I really just want to put my clothes on and get warm. Yeah. You know, that's just straight introvert style. Mm-hmm. Right? And then, you know, the, <laughs> the worst part of the story, which makes me, I think about this sometimes oh, and I feel like a piece of shit. Okay. So check it out. These girls, right? And like I said, the group of, it's now a group of five. Mm-hmm. We're all dressed now. We're all grouped up again. We're walking back down Garnett. One of the girls lives in PB as well. Mm-hmm. So the whole plan is that those girls go back to her house and sleep over. Okay. The plan is obviously for us to go back to my place and sleep mm-hmm. over. So they break off. Everyone does their goodbyes, right? And then once the groups are split and girls are gone, we keep walking down Garnett. We go to one more place. We mm-hmm. get one more drink. Mm-hmm. And then we come out. And now I am officially fucked up. Yeah. I was already pretty drunk from all the shots and crap earlier. Mm-hmm. Really fucked up. We start walking back to my place. The three of us. And I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. slowly going in and out. And somehow I met somebody walking through Garnett. What? And I took her home. 
that if and you that is that and that is seems very unlike you the the weirdest part for me mm-hmm. personally wasn't wasn't that part in the morning yeah. because i don't know what happened at night way too fucked up she asked for a ride back to her car okay i took her back to her car and she was very much like, call me, like, please call me. Like, I, I would love to see you again. And I have no clue what I said to her, and, like, the whole fucking time. I, like, whatever got her into my house, into my bed, I have no fucking clue. Mm-hmm. Like, zero. And she is just, like, already showing tons of interest. Like, she, like before I left, after I dropped her off, you know, she was, like, super... Uh, I, I don't know how to correctly say this, but she was very... Thirsty. <laughs> yeah, let's go with thirsty. Thirsty okay. sounds great. And I just did not understand why. I had no clue. Wow. And I think I think my the way my head works, I, like, I went home and I was like, what the fuck? Wow. So that night you don't remember how you lured that girl back into your bed, but what about the other nights that you went out? What is your approach? How do you talk to girls in public given that you are not necessarily comfortable with them? Well, that's the craziest thing is is a lot of the times I really didn't have to do anything. Okay. I didn't I didn't really like approach. I don't like like I said before, I don't like to approach women because my lack of self-confidence always led me to believe that I was being one of those creepy guys so I just never fucking did it uh, a lot of the times um, that I can think of specifically uh, I'll give you one of the times I can remember mm-hmm. uh, I was at a bar and it was super crowded it was super warm I, I already didn't want to be there like mm-hmm. crowded and warm <laughs> those are two of the first things where I'm like I want to fucking leave meanwhile I'm like that's ideal <laughs> yeah and, and of course it's a birthday that brings me out so I can't mm-hmm. just be like hey guys I'm kind of over tonight so we're hanging out and everyone's dancing and having a great time and I'm like not feeling it mm-hmm. I'm like not nearly wasted enough to you know just fucking let loose and go ham yeah you know, I just like I just wanted to drink some more, but everything's like twenty fucking dollars. It got to the point where like I didn't want to be in the crowd of shit show anymore, and I just wanted to like kind of like get away. So I kind of like make my way toward the front, and there's mm-hmm. a stage, and I'm kind of just like posted on the stage facing the dance floor, and I'm just like drinking my beer, just kind of like relaxed, and then this girl just like comes up to my side, and she just starts like twerking. What? Swear to God, like just starts twerking on my left side and then their friend comes over too and i'm just like sitting here just drinking my beer minding my own fucking business and then like she's like doing her whole thing and then like she like turns to her friend and she's like i think he's gay no swear to god and they both left so how do you feel about girls who are like super forward like that I think there's there's a time and a place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a perfectly adequate place to be forward. Yeah. I don't think walking up next to somebody and twerking is a very is a very good move. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate the effort. Yeah. You know, but I just don't think that's a good first move. Yeah. Maybe like a high or like an arm grab yeah. or something would be. Yeah. Because also later that night, I'm still at like my stage post, mm-hmm. and and another girl comes up, and she, like I, you know, when you're watching the dance floor, you're kind of people watching, you can yeah. kind of see who's like getting into who and stuff, mm-hmm. 
and this girl had been talking to this guy, but she didn't seem very interested. So it was kind of amusing. So I was kind of watching like this guy like swoop in hard and she would kind of like swerve, but like take a free drink. And I'm like, this is kind of hilarious. That girl that was getting hit on by that guy, she comes over to me Mm -hmm. and I'm like, you know, like, hi, how's it going? She's like, I'm having so much fun. I'm like, that's great. Mm -hmm. You know, you do you. And she's like, can you lift me on the stage? Which is about probably like, chest high for her mm-hmm. so i'm like yeah fuck i don't give a shit so yeah. i was like pick her up put her on the stage and just kind of go back to drinking my drink yeah and like people watching and she's like i don't like that guy he keeps coming near me and i'm like okay cool <laughs> yeah like what like what's what's the deal here and she's like yeah like can can you like pretend to be like my boyfriend wow what a move Right, and I'm like, well, okay. And given I'm still young and dumb as fuck, so I don't really understand that she's basically hitting she's on me. She's hitting on you so hard. Yeah. That and I'm girl's just, so smart. So it turns into her grabbing me and, like, pulling me in close. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, is this working? And she's like, yeah, yeah, he's not paying attention, you know. And she's like, come in closer. And I'm like, coming in closer. But wow. I, yeah, but there's, like, like nothing's happened yet. Yeah. And, and I'm just, like, doing this, just, like, oh, this is fun, you know? Like, we're fucking with this guy. When meanwhile, yeah. I could have been, like, oh, this girl wants <laughs> like, Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, like, young me is a pretty fucking dumb fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Like, I, I have a lot of regret towards my stupid younger age. So, anyways, he comes over, and now <laughs> she's, like, holding onto, like, my arm and stuff. And he kind of like goes like, oh, uh, uh, oh, and like he like dips away and she's like, thank you, that's so great, that was so cool. And then at the same time, the house security guys are coming by and they're mm-hmm. like getting people off the stage because they're um, not supposed to be up there. Yeah. And she's sitting on it and she was like, hey, like come here and like make out with me, maybe leave us alone. Oh <laughs> my God, this girl has some serious moves. She's yeah. Shameless. Yeah. So you know that happened and then. It kind of turned into like security was like, "Hey man, like, like smacking me on the arm, like you gotta, you gotta get her down." I'm like, yeah. "Okay," and like I got her down. I was like, "Sorry, I couldn't keep you up there." And she's like, "It's okay, you know, no big deal." And then like her friend came over. Swear, this is how it went. Her friend came over, grabbed her, gone. Oh, she's like your Cinderella. <laughs> God no. <laughs> Somebody who's that much, I think Ford at a country barish is probably not my cinderella but yeah so that's how that went and then my night still was not over oh my god yeah so i'm still posted at my little stage post Mm -hmm. just waiting for my friends to get done so i can go the fuck home honestly yeah and at this point um another girl comes up to me and she's pretty cute Mm -hmm. i won't lie like Mm -hmm. very cute and i'm like this is cool yeah and she goes hey like you want to come dance and i'm like not really. What? Yeah, like sure, but I'm like not really, not at all. This is what I mean by like me being introvert. Like that's how much. Oh my god. That's how much I hate. What did she say? She was like, "Come on, you can come dance. Like, come. It won't be like, she, like you know, just like getting all convincing." And I'm like, "All right, fuck it." Okay, so it worked. Well, here's where the story gets shitty. So I go out to the dance floor, and immediately she starts dancing with me, and mm-hmm. then she kind of like turns me, okay. and she turns me to her friend. And her friend is not cute at all. No, so she pawned you off on her friend. Yeah, I oh, imagine that her. Fr- I, yeah, I imagine her friend saw me standing over there, just minding my own fucking business, and was like, "He's cute." And she said, 
I'll go get him. And she went and got me and pulled me in. Like a catfish, but in real life. Right, yeah. And so the, the worst part is, like, she dipped after we started dancing, and I was like, I don't really want to do this. And you left? And I went back to my stage post. Oh, my God. That's so uncomfortable on so many levels. Yeah, and I think very shortly after that, we hit the uh, closing time. Oof. For the best. But, yeah, it's... That's what going out in PB as an introvert is like. It's, it is very difficult. Even if like, like literally, as you heard, shit is being put on a platter. A silver platter. A fucking silver platter. And I still don't know what to do because my brain is telling me to fucking get the fuck out of there. That's so crazy. So as an introverted male, do you feel like you would appreciate an introverted female more? Or like, are you more into an extroverted female because then she'll do some more of the heavy lifting for you. It's a solid mix. Mm -hmm. So the solid mix comes from the woman that's extroverted pushing you to do stuff. Yeah. Right? Like she's like, we need to go try this. We need to go do this. And because you're so into the extroverted female, Mm -hmm. you're willing to go outside of that like comfort zone, that bubble to like try new things. For example, like, Maybe she wants to try this restaurant. Normally, you're like, fuck that restaurant. Like, mm-hmm. it's too trendy, it's too this. But because you're so into that woman, you go and you maybe hate it or you maybe like it. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe you spend $60 on four slices of ham. You never know. You know, <laughs> That's what dating as an introvert is like. It's mm-hmm. You have your comfort zone, and every time you do something new, you're you're really pushing that bubble. And as much as like a like a front you can put up that you're very comfortable with it, the, mm-hmm. the realism of the situation is that, at least for me, and I can't speak for all introverts, uh, it's it's very difficult. So, yeah. like I can bring myself, I can like charge myself as you were kind of saying earlier to mm-hmm. go, have an outward borderline extrovert experience, but as soon as that experience is over, I need to go back into the yeah. comfort zone. And I kind of need to regroup and kind of realize what I did and kind of almost like self-analyze. Like, did I enjoy that? Did I not enjoy that? And yeah. that's just, I, it's almost overthinking to simple, simplify it. So I guess one question I have is, is there something that's more scary for you when it comes to evaluating the difference between speaking to a stranger who you just see at a bar and who you're like, oh, she's attractive, let me go approach her. Versus when you're on the app and someone is still a stranger, but you've like spoken to them and you at least know that they think you're attractive enough to have swipe right. Well, I think the thing with the app is that everybody feels like this, this wall of security mm-hmm. that is not actually in person. And it, it, I'm not proud of this, but I have definitely said some stupid fucking shit online to girls on dating apps mm-hmm. that I'm not proud of. But I also knew that when these girls matched, I had like... Basically, huh? You have an in, kind of. Well, you have an in, but at the same time, like when you go through their profile, you realize that you have like not an actual interest in them. Okay, well, I guess my to backtrack, and I I am interested in what you're saying, but I guess my thought about what's scarier when I say approaching someone in person versus meeting someone on the app, I'm not talking about like just messaging someone, but like once you've gotten to the point where you've exchanged enough messages with them and determined. Yes, I'm interested in them. I want to meet them in person. Like, but now you actually have to meet them in person. Is that 
scarier than or less scary than just walking up to someone in a bar? Less scary. Definitely, it's it's less scary because you already like have a like foundation towards knowing that person. It, it might be a small foundation, as simple as like what they're into, yeah. or things they enjoy doing. You know, like very, it's very small, it's very minute. But like, yeah. in, in the conversations that you share together mm-hmm. on the app, it depends on how long you talk. Yeah. I think there's only a couple girls, you know, like a handful that I've met after talking less than two days, and it usually does not end well. Yeah. Because there's some sort of like desperation on either side. I think the majority has been, oh, this girl seems really cool and she's really down to just hang out and skip all the bullshit. And mm-hmm. you show up and it's like, we needed more bullshit. Yeah. But then there's also like on my side where I'm like, yeah, I'm down to hang out. And they go like, this isn't what I was looking for kind of deal. Basically the same thing in reverse. Have you ever FaceTimed with someone or spoken to them on the phone that you've met over the app before going out? I have not. But I have heard of people doing that mm-hmm. and it being very successful because it kind of gives them a comfort level that like yeah. if I FaceTimed somebody I just matched and I was like super into over conversation mm-hmm. and then like they actually looked how they looked that's that's a great start like at yeah. least you're being like upfront about that especially in in the realm of online dating where people are so fake like that's a, I've been catfished multiple times what does that look like what do you mean like how how severe are the catfishes bad like explain they highlight certain things mm-hmm. right that guys would look at okay. which is fair because I mean that's a good way to draw people in like as we were talking about earlier in like a sea full of the same shit yeah you know highlight you know the chest the ass whatever you want to highlight so when I first got on dating apps I got catfished very quickly because I didn't really understand that was a thing okay so like filters chest up pictures mm-hmm. girls are trying to present themselves like there's something that they're not yeah I think sometimes when people hear catfishing, they think about presenting, for example, if they, I know it's not facetuned if it's your whole body, but the equivalent of facetuning your whole body where it makes you look skinnier. Maybe to some people, that's what catfishing is. And maybe what you're describing is um, highlighting the best assets. And I'm not saying it's right, because honestly, it's like for me, as a woman, if I see a guy's profile and I can't see what your whole body looks like, I'm like, I'm probably out. So right. I am not disagreeing with you, but I'm like, is it as drastic as catfishing or is it just like kind of hiding like some of the less flattering aspects of yourself? For example, right, well, okay, okay, let me, wait, well, hold let me on. go back. No, wait, hold on. I got a good one. I have a good one too. Look, I want to go first though. Fine. So, for example, based on what you just said, let's say there's a guy, right? You're on his profile, but he's got a six pack full of abs, Mm -hmm. right? Nice chest. Looks like he works out all the time, right? You meet him in person. He's clearly out of shape, has not worked out in multiple years. That that picture is clearly old. Yeah. You do not consider that a catfish? That's not what I'm saying. That is a catfish. That's what I'm saying. What you're saying is like, oh, these girls are showing pictures from their chest up. Maybe it's a picture of their current body, but they're only accentuating certain things. Is that a catfish? That's not the same as the guy who it's, gained 20 to 50 pounds. It's not as extreme of a catfish, but it is still a catfish. You're being, like, deceptive. You're not okay. being, like, full, fully up front. Like, I have not been 
very happy with my body mm -hmm. for a long time. So when I go on my apps, I still at least have the balls mm -hmm. to put a full body picture up there, even yeah. if I know that I'm not competing with like the fucking Hulkamanias of the gym mm -hmm. and you know, the California bodies that we all have to compete against in the single market on yeah. dating apps, which is beach bodies. Like yeah. it's, it's a thing. Everybody knows it's a thing. Anybody from California knows that you have these girls in bikinis on the guy's side. It's, it just looks like it, you know, it's basically Pornhub before the shit gets real. Mm -hmm. And then on the girl's side, it's the same deal. It's like dudes like half naked in the mirror you know, or worse, like I thankfully have not gone through many female tenders, but mm -hmm. I'm sure there are plenty of bulges mm -hmm. on Tinder, yeah. right? So it's, it's all about like, like cheap first impressions. And then who knows, you could beat the guy and it could all be Photoshopped yeah. or it could all be like old ass pictures from years ago when they actually gave a shit. Mm -hmm. Anything you do that isn't like current is in my opinion a catfish yeah but then my argument is that you are talking about showing a picture of yourself from a certain angle that doesn't mean it's not current that just means it's a flattering angle so the example i was going to give is if you're a guy and we're taking let's say you have a guy who's like severely balding and all of his pictures on his dating app have him in a hat is that a catfish kind of it's okay. it's i think it's less of an extreme is it, uh, is it the same level of catfish as the girl who's gained weight but shows current photos of herself at a flattering angle? It's, yes. I will say yes. It's mm -hmm. very similar. Mm -hmm. Because at least they are polite enough to be current, mm -hmm. but they are also self-conscious about... They know how to represent themselves. Right. Yeah. They know what will draw people in. And like I said, it's, you're in a sea full of people. Mm -hmm. So you have to do what you can do to stand out. Otherwise, yeah. you're just going to get pushed aside. Yeah. So a girl taking like a very flattering photo from, you know, chest up, that definitely draws the attention. Mm -hmm. Like you said, like maybe a guy is like six pack up, but then when he gets to the top of his head, he's mm -hmm. got a hat on every mm -hmm. time he's taking like a gym selfie. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's something that they're self-conscious about and they don't, they are not confident enough to post it. Yeah. It, but it's still a catfish because you're not being upfront. Yeah. And I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong. I mean, somebody would have to analyze my profile, but for the most part, I tried my best to, to yes, put out pictures that I liked about myself, Yeah. but at least in the picture, it looked like me and yeah. me in my okay. current state. Like there were multiple dates that I went on. Mm -hmm. And I was actually very happy to hear this when I did. Mm -hmm. They were like, you're skinnier than I thought you'd be. People said that to you? Oh, multiple times. That's I got that like three or four times. It's That's crazy. Wild. It's crazy. That's like one of the first things they said. Uh, I got, oh, I'm so glad you're tall. And I'm like, I told you I was tall. Wow. So they just thought you were lying. Well, they, I think they've just been through so much bullshit because that's what the internet dating game is mm -hmm. that when they actually get something like moderately authentic, mm -hmm. they're just excited to see that. So <laughs> I had this experience somewhat recently where I went on a date with this guy and he was like, wow, you're hotter than I thought you would be. And I was like, that's, I guess, nice. But I was also like, that's, I literally never had that feedback before. Like I've never had someone say that so directly. Right. And he said it a couple of times and I was like, 
why did you even come on the date? And you thought I was like ugly enough to like make this comment. Whatever. Anyway. Um, well, it's, it's awkward, right? You like almost don't know how to deal with it because yeah. in a way they're saying like, I thought you're going to be way worse. Yeah. But meanwhile, you're like, well, like, what do you want from me? Like, do yeah. you want me to be worse? Are you super stoked that I'm not yeah. worse? Like, are yeah. your, are your standards for yourself way lower mm-hmm. than like somebody I'm interested in should be? Yeah. You know, like it, know. it's very, it, it was really weird. I it really fucks with you. It. And then another thing, which is very specific to myself is I feel like my hair changes all the time. Mm-hmm. And like right now it's like wavy and sometimes I curl it and then like I straighten it sometimes, but like it doesn't hold straightness well, or sometimes I have extensions. So then it's like, what do I show in the dating profile? And I feel like I have a mix. Whereas like I have a couple of straight haired pictures. I have one with ex- at least one with extensions. I have maybe one or two that are curly, but I'm like, I feel like when I meet up with someone, they probably have a preference for which of the versions of me they're going to meet. And then I show up with one and like, am I going to be disappointing them? I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, at that point, because I feel like, at least from what you've told me, mm-hmm. that most of your online dating experience, you're not just trying to hook up. Yeah. So, like, it's not all about appearance. And if they are legitimately interested in the conversations that you guys have had before meeting up, then he should be able to accept you in whatever form of hair you decide to show up in. That'd like, nice, he, can, but... he can pick a favorite. Like... There's nothing wrong with like say saying like when your hair is straight I really like that the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like they can have preferences. There's nothing wrong with it. But if yeah. you show up in a certain hairstyle and they're like, nah, I'm out, like then they're just they're shallow. Because, yeah, that's not the one. Yeah. Then they clearly were never interested in you from the get go. That's true. That's true. But I don't know. It's just hard because again, we acknowledged that Online dating is pretty shallow at its core. And so even if you are looking for a real connection, I think that it's hard to ignore the fact that you're attracted to what you're attracted to. Yeah. I mean, we all have our thing. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. we're, we're all human. We all have uh, preferences and stuff, mm-hmm. but it doesn't change what we're looking for in the, in the long run. Yeah which is substance. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that you have multiple hairstyles on your profile is probably a better thing because at least you're showing like multiple sides of like what you might do. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of saying like, Hey, here are like my multiple things that I might do. Mm -hmm. You're either in with all this or you're not in at all. Yeah, that's fair. And if they go through and they're like dope, 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 gross, Mm -hmm. and they swipe left, well then fuck them. Because they should have been accepting for that gross part, too. Yeah. Because that's part of the whole deal. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I feel like we've talked about um, online dating quite a bit. Right. And, you know, I think maybe it's time to talk about something different. And the specific thing I wanted to talk about is something that normally I talk about in the intro with all of my guests. But I specifically excluded it from our intro. And that is the question of how the two of us met. (laughs) (laughs) Tune in to next week's episode to hear the unfiltered backstory behind how we met from both of our perspectives. In the meantime, you can find all episodes of Interstates and Heartbreak wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're at it, leave a rating and review on Apple. See you next week.